Sam and I were having a, uh, a learned discussion, a very academic discussion, in which we cited numerous sources. Uh, we, Sam thinks that there were only two meals for most of human history, and that breakfast is a recent invention. I think that it's... It's a marketing it's, strategy. I don't know fucking way, Sam. I think people yeah, have been no, eating breakfast for a long time. No, it's yeah, we've been eating not the way we are now. We didn't have like <laughs> eggs and bacon and orange juice and toast. It was like a scone. That was no, the only thing you were allowed to have scone. breakfast before Opposite. 1921. I think a scone, and also there were no eggs. I don't think no. scone predated breakfast. Sam, Look I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you there. I'm fairly certain I mean, that fine. the meal that's been added is lunch. No, like lunch if you is a new a name farm, for supper. If you worked on like a farm or something like that, then like you woke up, you had to eat a big ass meal before you yeah. went and plowed oh, the field, made and up. then you. It's a marketing scam. Not true. That's not how things work. I think people got a big ass bowl of slop and gruel in their gobble bucket, ready for the day. Sam, I'm pretty sure you need to stop ordering groceries from Infowars. Like, (laughs) I think your shit is fucked up. Like, there's just no other choice. I'll send you guys some links after the. I think medieval peasants (laughs) were stuffing their their Jimmy Dean sausage slammers in their microwaves and and setting it on high. You guys are making fun of me, but like, I'm not lying. It happened in 1944. It was. I'm not accusing you of lying. I'm accusing you of being misinformed. Okay. (laughs) Alan, I like your haircut. Did you do that yourself? (laughs) You definitely. I I said it makes it look Korean. What do you think? I mean, it definitely has Kim Jong Un vibes. If that's what you want, I don't know if I would say that. No, that's <laughs> not. I that say, is not what I was saying. I was going to say thinking, it has more Morrissey to me. Uh, I was thinking BTS. Oh God! <laughs> nice. I would say it looks like you're missing a motorcycle. Bind, torture, sing. Bind, torture, succumb. <laughs> um, I, that isn't what BTS stands for. Yeah. If, no, it's boycott. Don't invest sanction. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Did Alan leave? <laughs> no, Alan. Oh, he's back. Oh, look who came back. And in high death. How do I sound? You, you sound fine. I think I just need to be near the laptop. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's eat, also eat true. Did you do the haircut yourself? Oh, Vivian did it. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah, I had my mic wasn't working when I said that. Yeah, no, Asher, it was working, but Asher wasn't here. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna get a haircut until I get a professional do it. I'm just gonna let this happen. Ah, uh, all right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, God, year zero, week infinity of uh, the the new world order of FEMA death camps. It's been nine weeks. It's this is week eleven. We're going into. Ugh. I'm your host, oh, yeah. Asher Lack. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Alan Sussman. What's up? The Honorable Sam Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And Raphael Rettenberg, ESQ. Ibu Mubarak. And today we are talking about The X-Files, Fight the Future, 1998. Oof. 
Greco-Rama. A mistake. <laughs> what are you pointing at? I didn't do this. Leave. Go. Okay, there's, there is a lot to unpack with this movie because it accurately predicts the fever swamp that we were barreling toward without knowing there's a ton of shit about like the end of history and like what I feel like in my own mind, I've dubbed as like the naive nineties, which we'll get into. And I know Alan, you wanted to talk a bit about UFOs and aliens today. I like the alliteration there, by the way. Oh, the naive nineties. It's uh, the stone seventies and yeah, the eight ball (laughs) eighties. Eight ball eighties is pretty good. No, pretty. Yeah. And the ought not aughts. The ouchie aughts. Um, all right, cool. I don't know. Initial impressions of this fucking garbage. Third best film ever made. They make too many movies. That's what I think. <laughs> they, they should make fewer. It's wait, they, like, is they humans? Or they is the Kogan? Illuminati. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know who they are. <laughs> the elders of Zion. I don't. They know who they are. Yeah, you know who they are. I don't have to say it. Um, no, this. Well, what was the point of this? Because you guys were talking about how bad it was, I was like, "Hey, it's not bad." I guess it doesn't. I guess it's not atrocious. I mean, it's it really is the third best movie. Can you name three movies that are better than this one? Don't don't I mean, even try. It's not. I haven't it. seen four movies total, so I think I don't. That's not fair to me right? personally. I mean, yeah. Back. Does Stalker count as two movies? Because because <laughs> then I could okay. say Stalker, mm-hmm. Stalker again. And I guess maybe this. Okay, you're right. Top three. <laughs> um, Heard it here first. But yeah, like, I don't know, guys. Like, in, initial impressions, should we even, like, for listeners of this show who grew up in, like, the nightmare future, uh, the X-Files was a television program in the 90s about conspiracies and aliens and two FBI agents whose job it was to find them out. That's a good recap of the point of the X-Files. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure there are people that don't know about the X-Files. Are there? You never know. Uh, I not think very highly of our, of our audience. I think incredibly highly. I just I just know who they are. And I they just, are yeah. It's not really a generational yeah, thing. My wife while she cleans the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Asher's making these shows for pos- like we're making these shows for posterity, right? Oh, Asher's going to know what the X Files are. Is this going to go on yeah, a golden yeah. disc on a fucking satellite <laughs> and then shoot out into the sun? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we were we were going to do Mozart and uh, FDR's speeches, but um, we're just going to do all the entire robot house over. That will explain why our civilization it fell apart. This and a get her done t-shirt cannon. Have you guys seen that? You know that remind me. Have you guys seen the? Um, I think it's like the Department of Energy uh, had this program. They like they because they were burying nuclear waste, and nuclear waste re- obviously remains dangerous. Uh, help me out, science boys. Ten thousand years more, long time. Radiation, radioactive elements, bad. They take a long time to to de-radioactify. So they're burying them, and there's a pretty decent chance that human civilization is, you know, gone or has, you know, that the thread between now and then has been lost. So they have to come up with some way of communicating via signage. They can't just print it in English like, you know, 
danger right. radioactivity. They can't just bless you. They can't just put the, the radioactive sign on because that's like you know who knows what, they, that, what that's going to mean and like you know probably they'll associate it with like cool hardcore bands or something in the future. <laughs> It's where so, Biohazard lives. Right. <laughs> so be like, there was a radio lab about this like three weeks ago. Oh, I would up. never listen to that if you paid me $1,000. Yeah, dude. Uh, you should listen to Octomom, though. It's amazing. I think that to listen to Radio Lab, I would need to get at least $5,000. I thought Wait, you yeah. were going to say at least a lobotomy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with the Radio Lab? Raph. I don't know, man. I don't cool. know. Yeah. I had my first. I had my first. I had my first radio appearance this week ever. I was on the radio. Nice. I was on WBAI answering questions about what? Uh, well, about housing, but people decide to ask me about about vaccination safety. <laughs> no. So, two out of the four callers wanted to know about vaccines. Did you? And get I was like. Yeah, I, I said I told them the truth. Take them. <laughs> you told them no. The truth. And it was a way to protect themselves from like the yeah. alien black oil invader. <laughs> yeah. Oh, topical. This movie predicted anti-vax. This movie predicted like the fucking morons talking about FEMA death camps. This this movie. While I was watching FEMA. this movie, it occurred to me that they might have actually created those conspiracy theories no no those things all existed and they were outcroppings of like the early 90s like ruby ridge and like the patriot okay. movement and so they also existing paranoia and like they were like oh this is true now i'm sure there will be no consequences to <laughs> making art where crazy conspiracy theories are true for listeners who didn't watch the show and it was about you know conspiracies and aliens and basically there were two aspects of the show there was the weekly monster of the week adventure where these two fbi agents would deal with some crazy situation and then there was the overarching sort of weird alien conspiracy about some kind of invasion and it became like very baroque and very opaque and this movie promised to resolve all that and i think it roundly failed what did you guys think I want, to hear, I want Sam to repeat the smart things he said. Yeah, okay, go for it. Mm, the sum of the squares of the legs of a right triangle is equal to the square of the hypotenuse? Uh, yeah. Other things. Yeah, if you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just uh, saying that, like, I actually think the, the arc of X-Files in general, I'm not sure where I stand on the movie, but the show overall does a fairly good job of following the thread. So even though there are sort of blind corners and stuff and red herrings, like overall it's satisfying like i enjoyed watching the show i enjoyed continuing like the show gets boring kind of after the fifth season i think that's partly because of production changes and Mulder and scully aren't on as much anymore and they do fewer of the monster of the week episodes so it's like trying to do more of the the big picture stuff which gets overbearing like the thing that was amazing about the show is the balance of those things the the random one-offs which you can watch without knowing what the hell's going on and then the like typically they come at the beginning and the end of the season the like big arch yeah i mean it was very exciting to have a mix of the two but it just got the overarching alien subplot had too many red herrings and i I said when we were recording you know that's where i learned the phrase red herring when i was like 10 or 11 or whatever, you know, because it was just like, 
what is it? I, I, I was like watching my parents. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? They're like, it's a red herring. And I'm like, that sounds un- disgusting and unpalatable. So <laughs> that's, that's where I learned it. But herring is very, herring and cream sauce is, is very delicious. Um, pass. No? Yeah, I like yeah, it. Pass. I'm the only one. No, only, I love herring. Oh, we're the only true Khazars. Yeah. Yeah. We're the only true Khazar. It just got it got too laden down with like too many ideas and it wasn't it, it just like was a very leaden, lead footed, gratuitously plotted thing that they did. And this movie I think was trying to lay a lot of that to bed so they could sort of get back to that. But like the movie it didn't make a lot of sense. I mean like you have like totally different visions of like what the aliens are that don't even within this movie don't necessarily agree with each other. Yeah, there's and, the oil version of the alien, and then there's yeah. the gray version of the alien that murders people. Yeah, it's like, super simple. Do you guys want me to explain it? It's so straightforward. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Sam's everybody. Everybody, shut up. Sam is about to break this down. Let me drop some knowledge on y'all. Thank God. Hopefully, okay. in crystal form. Don't say so. The Greys that we all know and love are the aliens in the context of X-Files. They're called the colonists. They colonized Earth and during the Ice Age realized it was too cold for them, so survived by burying themselves in their viral form. The scary alien you see is the sort of pupil phase of the alien. After someone's infected with the virus, they get infected and then uh, this organism grows inside them as a parasite eventually bursting through their body, which we see in the movie. And then that form is the juvenile form of what eventually becomes like a gray, which are, yeah, the colonists, which are the main antagonists of the series. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's not really explained at all in this movie. Yeah. They, they, they align that. No, it's, it's totally explained. You just have to also have watched all the previous seasons and Subsequent seasons. Read the novels. Then it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do think that this movie makes enough sense. Like, what I mean is, I think you guys are giving a a little bit of a bad shake here. Like, just because you didn't understand what was going on doesn't mean it didn't make sense. Yeah, I actually think it's it's pretty it's pretty good movie, pretty even. But the only thing that actually I didn't like is the corn. The the knives are out. Oh, I didn't understand that at all. The aliens growing in a cornfield. I mean, I think it was yeah. a reference. Do the to aliens Twilight like corn a lot. Like, I think it was just a cinematic reference to the Twilight Zone. Was this a, was this a, a tie-in well, to corn corn the band? Yeah, yeah, very popular at the time. Life is peachy. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. It's Sully, actually just remember: don't follow the leader. <laughs> I think it'd be great if, if Mulder started doing like doing that shit. Like, like a remember that? Helicopter. <laughs> no. When he's running from the helicopters, yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, if he starts freestyling, like battle rapping, Fred Durst. That happened after the sequel, after the uh, the credits. I thought Fred Durst came on and wrapped the plot. Like, I don't understand this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be famous forever. Sam, do you want to explain the corn? The oh, scene? Um, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I did some research, and the, apparently, the stated explanation is that they put the virus in bees, which then pollinize, uh, pollinate corn, 
and then the virus somehow gets into the corn, and then they're going to put the corn in the food supply, and that's how they're going to disperse the virus. Okay. I didn't. Oh shit! Know that. <laughs> so about corn oil and corn syrup is like another level of conspiracy. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, so th- to me, that is the most miraculous thing about the ubiquity food. of corn in our food supply is made sinister. It's you know, it's actually. I mean, it is, is sinister funny. to be fair, is, even it, without exactly. Aliens. So that's what's so funny about this is that something that's already sinister, but reflects a more mundane sinisterness of how the world works, which is to say, a couple people want you to die so they can get rich. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then it's. It's turned into something that's like, well, that's not actually the problem. The real problem is there's a virus. The real that's, agenda. That's what yeah. all this conspiracy shit is to me. It's like, here's something horrible that is actually happening. And it's actually very mundane and matter of fact about why it's bad. They're like, holy fuck. Uh, what if actually Bill Gates was trying to make everyone have diarrhea and he invested in toilet paper? It's like, <laughs> what, is, what are you talking about? That's okay, brilliant. so I realized something. I think while watching this movie, so I do owe this movie some credit. Wait, can I we think, back up? I want to do. Can we do that? I want. I just. I, I, I want to say one thing. It's, yeah, I think I promise it's pretty quick. I promise this is quick, and then this I'll, I'll have shot my load, and I'll have nothing else to say about this. Uh, what I realized, and this is something that's sort of been nagging on I me. Mean, we sort of have been, I think, puzzling through why the 90s i saw this like boom in conspiracy thinking and like this kind of media we've talked about this in a couple episodes i think i hit on something i think that it's really just as simple as we are sort of suffused with an ideology we are very heavily indoctrinated with an ideology that really prevents us from seeing uh what the actual machinations are behind our suffering like we know that we are not happy we know that things are very bad but we're looking at why but the why has been totally shielded from us because of how much indoctrination uh we've been undergoing as a society mass indoctrination for 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 decades and decades and decades you remove the red menace and then you suddenly there's not this kind of like focal point for people to say like here's a reason why things have to be bad now it's like, okay, things are bad because the status quo that we've set up is just bad because it doesn't help people, because it serves only the very few. And so the people can't absorb that information. And so they're thinking, they're, they look for malice, they look for evil in the world, and it shoots off in every fucking direction, including some of the most farcical, fanciful, nonsensical shit you could ever imagine. Just because people cannot understand the concept that capitalism is fundamentally unethical. Raph, I'm done. I had the exact same experience watching this movie. I had a slightly different take on it, but I was watching this and I was just like, oh my God. Okay, so basically the, you know, the beginning of the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 90s, the fall of the Soviet Union and like the quote end of history era. And I wrote in my in my notes that essentially what we had leading up to that with the Cold War is this dichotomy between two conflicting ideologies of you know communism and capitalism fine right sort of to bolster ideology the government of the west or the collective governments of the west essentially saying okay well we're going to sell our ideology by propping up corporations in any way we can we're going to defer 
our job to corporations. And the only thing that we're really going to be taking care of is like military and industrial buildup, right? So it's like, either we're supporting the market as an ideological thing, because it's the opposite of communism, or our job is to, you know, prepare our citizens in case of an attack from this other ideology. So those are the two sort of functional aspects of government. Then the conflict goes away because the Soviet Union is no longer there. And so you have this thing of like, well, shit, we've already abdicated all of our responsibility to the corporate sector. So let's just keep letting them run things. It's like, I don't know. To me, that was what this movie showed me was just sort of like the government doesn't do shit. Like the, the villain of this movie is FEMA. And I remember talking to a friend of ours from high school who I won't name after seeing this Wait, movie who interned for FEMA. FEMA? Well, FEMA is the organization that all of these clandestine alien invasion plans are being ch- channeled through. I, At the time, I, an obscure federal agency. I think, now, FEMA, I think FEMA is like in the context of this film and the series is like a patsy more than the villain. The villain is the syndicate. FEMA yeah. is like a front. Yeah. FEMA is taken the front, over. But, but all of the money essentially that FEMA is getting is really actually funding the alien invasion, right? That's, that's the central idea of the mythos of this show. So I have a question about the alien invasion. Wait, but, but hang, hang on. Hang okay. on. I want to I finish my thought about this. Because when we were in high school and this movie came out, this this classmate of ours who had interned at FEMA was like, FEMA's job is like to protect us in case there's like a complete disaster. If you called them today and were like, this is my address, where's the nearest fallout shelter? They'd be like, oh, uh, I don't know. She was like, it was the most useless agency in the fucking world. And I think that's the funny thing. It's like the real conspiracy is that the American government basically ceded all of its responsibility of taking care of its citizens to the market. (laughs) And so after the collapse of the Soviet Union, it was just like, oh, no, we have corporate hegemony now. These are the people who actually run things. People can't see that. And they're always making an excuse. And if you said that someone like FEMA is garbage, they suck at their job, look at their track record, they're miserable idiots, uh, and... Uh, the government is nothing but contempt for us. And they would say, well, that's because FEMA secretly, their money secretly goes to funding things that are evil and nefarious and, you know, turning us into, you know... Monkeys. uh, (laughs) Reverse evolutionizing us. Is that that something? Yes, reverse evolutionizing? Let's put that that out in the world. It's it's called devolution. There's a whole band dedicated to it, I believe. That is such a good band. That they came up recently. <laughs> I put out on Twitter. I was like, "What are some bands that are known as one-hit wonders, but actually have an incredible deep catalog?" So many Someone, songs. One of, one of my followers put Devo, and yes, everyone knows Devo for Whip It. Devo's entire catalog is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, Love that band. Yeah, they're amazing. Agreed. Yeah, and they were formed as a response to Kent State, where Mark Knopfler went. Wait, did I say Mark Knopfler? That's the guy from... I I met Mark Mothersbaugh. Sorry. My bad. You idiot. Everyone's yelling at their iPhones right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Alan, you were looking at me with incredible skeptic face while I was sort of... I think hatred is a better word for that. (laughs) I feel like like, uh, three of three of us were feeling that way. (laughs) Yeah, it's typical.
Can I ask my question about the plot to the person who apparently... Why did... If the aliens were going to colonize the planet, did you notice when he was pissing on the Independence Day poster? <laughs> yes. Independence Day is a better movie than this. And maybe it's, it's less a better serious. movie. It's a better movie. But... And if aliens it's were going to invade, movie. they definitely do it that way. And they definitely would be defeated by, like, some shitty DOS computer virus or whatever. Why do we need to collaborate? Why do the aliens need to collaborate with us? It sounds like they got... They don't. So they're just taking a piss? Um, my understanding is that, like, it's harder if they don't have the cooperation of people in power. Harder so to... The, to take over. Turn, turn like people it, into... Use this yeah. like, well, like for instance, it's a lot easier to seed the corn supply and then wait a generation than it is to like land and, you know, have a ground war. Like if the forces of Earth were like, oh my God, there's an alien invasion, we have to fight them. You know, that's a lot more challenging than just working with, you know, thirty well-connected people around the world and just seeding the world food supply. And then waiting and just having like a bloodless coup where everybody just becomes an alien, you know. So it's, it's I mean, I my reading of it is like it's a cost benefit analysis. The aliens were like, you know, the syndicate went to the aliens with this offer. We'll help you if you'll allow us to try to develop, um, you know, a strategy that lets us and our our offspring survive. And so they're like, what's that? Just the syndicate. The syndicate, yeah. Which, of course, includes Mulder, because, spoilers, he's the smoking man's son. Um, uh, bum, bum, bum. I forgot about that. Bleep, bleep that. Bleep yeah, that. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, so, like, that, that's my understanding, is that it's a they made a deal. It, they could have, the aliens could have said no deal, which essentially is what they did, because they didn't tell the syndicate that people were going to get just that we're going to die as a result of the virus, right? The original, cons- the original framing in the show is that, that it's just a mind control virus and they just become sympathetic to the aliens uh. to make colonization easier. In the movie, they reveal, no, no, we're all going to die and be replaced with aliens. Interesting. So, w- both sides were lying, right? So the answer to your question is kind of like, no, we weren't necessary. In fact, the whole thing was in, poor f- in bad faith from the beginning. So... I, th- I want to say, like, one of the weakest points of the show is, and in this movie, too, like, I think that really a really bad line in this movie was, you know, if you kill Mulder, you risk turning one man's mission into a crusade. It's like, yeah, that they, they, they never really explain why in the show or in the movie, why they just don't murk Mulder. Yeah. There's a, they never give a good explanation. Yep. I mean... Dumb. Yeah, there's so, so many. What does that even mean? Turning one man's quest into a crusade. Like, what does that mean? I mean, I think they're referring to like the lone gunman and like various other fringe groups that would like hold up Mulder as an example right. of like someone who knew too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, they do that anyway with like Seth Rich. So you know. So wait, I'm just trying to. So I'm trying to understand. So the the. So they're developing, the syndicate is developing a vaccine against the virus, but their plan is never to make that vaccine widely available. It's only so that they can save their own asses and their, and their children, and their children, basically. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the, that's, 
if I remember correctly, that's where we are in season five. I think in the in the later seasons, it like kind of shifts, and then they're like, okay, well, actually, we have to undermine this whole thing. So then their plan is to like basically kill the aliens by administering the vaccine um, or something. I don't remember exactly, but but yeah, in the beginning, that's that's the idea. So it's not a vaccine. And the agreement they make. No, they are developing a vaccine. The, but it's the a vaccine that kills the aliens, so it's a virus. Kills the alien virus. Should we break down some of the plot of this movie so that listeners can kind no. of understand what's it's happening? So confusing. It is confusing. I think Sam needs to break down the plot. That's impossible. impossible. <laughs> I don't know. Some stuff happens in there's snow and aliens. Yeah, there's like well, a bomb that goes off in a building. No, 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 the first thing oh, yeah. they go back. 35,000 years. 35,000 years. I want to register my my disgust because there were not there were not human inhabitants of the Americas. They said North Texas. There were not human inhabitants of the Americas 35,000 years ago at the very earliest 15,000 years ago. I would say there's not fossil evidence or genetic evidence of humans in North Texas. There's no evidence of humans in yeah, – you're right. There's no evidence. Or is that what they want you to think? Yeah, right. Right. They all got eight up. Yeah, they were those. There were those two humans. <laughs> Just those two. <laughs> they they walked from Italy, actually. Yeah, that's right. It's the garden guys. They just—they're trying. The government is trying to suppress Christianity. I don't know. They also Whatever. look kind of like Neanderthals. They look kind of like not actual humans. They didn't look like. Yeah, they didn't even have groomed, conditioned beards. It's fucked. They're yeah. actually Chromats from the Slider series. Oh, okay. Oh, they, they are, they're banned, Chromags. Yeah, so basically the movie starts 35,000 years in the past when like an alien attacks some Chromags, and then it jumps forward to Texas, modern day, 1997, and we have like some kids get attacked by the same alien, and then it cuts again ahead to like the government discovers this and they roll up all the like you know basically roswell vehicles to get everybody out of the area and the government fakes plot hole ps oh like how much the government knows off the bat there like everything about this is moronic so then the government fakes an oklahoma city bombing style explosion in the <laughs> building that had the FEMA health offices where the firefighters and kid who were killed by the alien, their bodies are gestating. Aside, this actually is what happened on 9-11. <laughs> yeah, actually, hang on. If you want to talk about conspiracy theories, that is a very popular one. For listeners whose brains have not been cooked by the amount of <laughs> <laughs> loose change that I have viewed over the years, and eaten. this movie does sort of predict a very popular conspiracy theory associated with 9-11 that either dissidents in the Pentagon or dissidents in the CIA were murdered and their bodies were placed either in the Pentagon where it was hit by the plane or in, is it Building 7? I forget which, I think it's Building 7. Is the I haven't heard that one. Oh, you never heard it's that cool. one? I assume there's plenty of evidence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Building 7, yeah. again, for Watch people who are, who are not yeah, huffing paint for a living or whatever the fuck, um, is, was one of the buildings. Who gets paid for that? I, I don't know. <laughs> Can I? I'll pay you 10 bucks to huff paint. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like 
not enough. Anyway, yeah, so one of the buildings in the World Trade Center complex housed an office of the CIA. That, that's a good one. We're coming up with some, some solid stuff. I think we should re reboot the X-Files for the modern era. <laughs> the fucking is why. It's reality. We live in the X-Files. It's just like yeah. this stupid, like, brain-damaged X-Files. The, ch the Chud Files. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. So to, to push along with the plot, basically our, our intrepid heroes, FBI agents Mulder and Scully, get information from a guy who... I, it's incomprehensible to me. Like it's Martin Landau and he's like, I've been saying that this has been causing a problem forever. Go. Yes. Look at <laughs> it's true that I'm a pedophile, but I'm also very <laughs> plugged into the conspiracies. Yeah. He gives him information and then like immediately gets arrested for pedophilia all over his hard drive. And they go like, Oh they no. Just are in they just seize his hard drive, which is, again, really weird. And it's like, oh, this pedo again. And it's like, I'm pretty sure they send people to jail for that the first like, time. He's like, oh, what is it? Child porn again? It's like, I, I gave that up years ago. <laughs> yeah, so Martin Landau yeah. puts them on to, like, the alien conspiracy, which makes no fucking sense. And they go down this rabbit hole and we end up seeing that they're sort of standing in the way of the syndicate, this sinister cabal. I think it's also pretty clear that uh, Martin Lando's character is full of crap. Like he is presenting himself as knowing a lot and he has like tiny bits of the story, right? Like halfway through the movie, you find out that he actually doesn't know what the conspiracy is or what the, the point of any of the stuff is. Yeah. Even you know, though he yeah. was part of the syndicate originally, right. Right. It doesn't make and he's part of the syndicate? Well, that. he was friends with Bill Mulder. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he either was part of the syndicate or knew all those guys when the syndicate started. What kind of what fucking name? What kind of fucking name is Fox anyway? Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the Fox says? So. We don't even see his penis on this on this movie. <laughs> Why is this even rated R? We've got like he a season-long show for that, if that's what you want. You can't show penises on television, Sam. I'm talking about Californication. Anyway, they they investigate this stupid-ass alien, like, okay, so aliens are in league with the Syndicate to see the Earth via FEMA. It's, it's, it's so brain-cooked that, like, I just want to laugh every time I try to explain it. I mean, thank you, Sam. You basically have already kind of yeah. coherentized this whole it, thing. It makes sense. You just didn't understand it. I mean, the thing is, it's totally ridiculous, but at, at the end, it's like actually simple. Like the actual conspiracy that underpins all this stuff is fairly straightforward. It's just like completely insane, all the little details, right? Like the murderous alien that bursts out of the chest of an inf virus infected human. Like, okay. Yeah, just, and that virus is like a hundred million years old and has been evolving all over our galaxy. Mm. Okay. And is like an oily, slick substance that's intelligent and crawls right, around the ground. Right. It's and actually, cool. maybe they share a collective subconscious or conscious. I don't know. There's yeah. some telepathy involved. And you had to like dredge this plot out of like the, the bits they left scattered behind them in order to try and make it all cohere. But I, I do think that it does cohere. It's just weird yeah, and bizarre. 
I agree with that. Yeah, I think if they're good, it's bizarre. And I think at the, but it's there's also not like convoluted. It's not really convoluted. I wouldn't call it convoluted. It's just strange. Well, and there's yeah, a kernel of truth at the center of it, which is essentially that, like you know, you have the syndicate or this sinister cabal meeting in a room, and they're talking about running the world or like alien takeover and it's like if you guys just replaced alien with like fucking wendy's and amazon and best buy a kernel of truth kernel of truth like a kernel of corn and i was trying to think about why the 90s were like such ground for this kind of insane thinking and the thing about it that that kept popping out to me was that it was the time at which like i guess a bunch of information was coming out about all the clandestine shit that happened in the 60s and 70s you know like cointel pro and mk ultra and operation paperclip and like legitimate government crazy shit where we're like you know using nazi scientists to design rockets to send us to the moon or, you know, trying to get Martin Luther King to kill himself or, you know, insert whichever insane detail you guys want to put in there. And so I think that that really opened the field for a lot of people in terms of conspiracy thinking. I don't know. The thing is, like, yeah, I mean, like, it, we shouldn't underestimate that. And, like, I think there's other watersheds, too. I think that the upheaval of the 60s, you know, JFK assassination, Martin Luther King assassination. RFK. RFK, uh, you know, I think that Watergate played a big part of this too. I, I think that these things do contribute to a kind of cynicism, and that's a pretty like pretty conventional wisdom. Is is that's how these things work? Is that there's a eroding trust in government and authority, and that led to that? But I think that there's like a much deeper undercurrent too, which I, I already talked about, which is basically like. You know, we're really not allowed to see who our tormentors are. Like that fact is hidden from us so forcefully that we are just beaten into submitting to this idea that the people who are responsible for how bad things are aren't, and in fact, that everything is they're good. And actually, we should keep listening to their plans. Exactly, following them. There was a really good. Sorry to interrupt you, Rap. We know things are bad. That's the thing. It's like this. This is apparent. Or the very least, things are not nearly as good as they could and should be. And that that is a hard thing to tell people. It's a hard thing to, to realize. I think it causes psychic distress. Yeah, as does the situation itself. There was a really good interview on uh, Democracy Now! yesterday, so that or whatever, Friday, that would be the 22nd of May, with a guy from India, a journalist, talking about how Basically, the shit show that's happening in India right now is a direct result of neoliberal policies, and like the just the litany that he gave was like heartbreaking. Listening to all the shit that's going on, that's just a result of like trying to squeeze every last ounce of profit out of every sector of their their economy. Same things happening here. I don't know why I brought that up, but it made me really fucking sad. India, what's going on in India is really is really terrifying, and it it does kind of feel like a, a vision of our future in a lot of ways, like how, how devolved like that, that democracy is like, it was, you know, obviously not, you know, perfect by any means, but it's really pretty far down the road to fascism right now. And it's really terrifying. I, I think that people know a lot more than this than I do, but it's, it's scary to see what's happening there. Because how can democracy coexist with that level of inequality? You just can't have, yeah. 
a class of people who possess that much of the control of the situation without them taking control of the politic. Mm, yeah, I think fundamentally, sure. Absolutely. That's what X-Files is about, for sure. Yeah, it's not. It's not. X-Files completely foists the actual villainy off on this imaginary nonsense when yeah. they, they could be like, actually... Time for revolution. Yeah, but Alan, you yeah, want to talk stuff. about aliens. Yeah, I want to hear what Alan has to say. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about aliens. Well, I don't have anything. I, I actually want to hear what Sam has to say. Oh, about right. aliens? I mean, I yeah, about the, UFO, the recent UFO footage that was released. Oh, didn't we already I mean, talk we about it? We can talk about it. You, well, you talked about it a little. You talked about Did it a little. But can we just can we just go around and quickly like register everyone's opinions on you know two questions? One, have we does intelligent life exist elsewhere in in the universe, and have we been visited by them? Yes, and yes. Asher, uh, my opinion on it is I assume that intelligent life must exist somewhere in the universe, whether or not we've observed it. I, I'm of the opinion that it's one of three situations: either because of the distances between stars and how hard that would be to navigate and how much energy you would need to get a ship that would even approach light speed. I tend to think that either they are, they've been here all along or we haven't seen anything. Um, what about you, Alan? Similar. That actress said similar. Yeah, I think, well, so my opinion is like given the intelligent life probably does not exist in the observable universe because we haven't seen it. That's exactly what I think. Unless we have seen it. Well, here's the so thing. But that's the thing. I think there's two, there's two ways, right? So either we've, we've seen it and there's, there's maybe a cover-up. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to kind of be open to that, I think. Or we haven't seen it. And if we haven't seen it, I think that, that there is no intelligent life in the global universe. Um, because it's just... It seems weird to think that there's either there's like a lot of it or there's none of it in the universe. And if there's a lot, then probably that we're, we've come in contact with them. Um, yeah, but I do think that in the in the entire universe, there is probably intelligent life. The entire universe is quite huge. Other than us. Yeah, I think that it, I, I come down on a no for both of these. Because I think that if there is intelligent life out there, it's so far, it, it has to be so far away from us and capable of reaching us that it's basically a nullity. We can, we've seen through our own experience that a spacefaring civilization can arise in a blink of an eye. The fact that the universe is many billions of years old, that, you know, there should be Sam shaking his head. The universe, I, the universe Theantropic is principle. I, I think it's flawed logic, but like, it's, it's confirmation bias. We have developed that, but that doesn't tell us anything about what the odds are. So I think that barring actually the argument that Alan has already discussed on this. I show. think that actually proves my point, which is to say that, that it actually, it actually wants to prove the, the, the negative that it is possible for this to happen. And why, and given like the infinite breadth of the universe and possibilities that, that have occurred, and it could occur over infinite space or near infinite space um, over billions and billions of years, why is there not an established infrastructure of a you know galaxy-spanning civilization right now? Because that it doesn't we observe. Why would we not? There isn't one that we observe. Why would we not observe them? I don't I see it. lots of reasons. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think any of the reasons I'm familiar with are are good explanations for that. I mean, one explanation that I keep going back to is maybe the the mechanism they use to move around 
is not you know on our flat space time or our pseudo flat space time and so we don't observe them because they don't emit radiation on our plane of existence so we have no idea that they're they're flitting around we don't see their their civilization because the window in which their civilization exists is outside of our light cone so if they tried to travel at light speed to reach us they'd never get here but they aren't traveling at light speed so they can get here and we don't observe them because there hasn't been enough time elapsed for the light to get here. Like, so well, that's why I said observable universe. Yeah, but just because we don't, so what you mean by observable universe is like the time light cone, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the relativistically reachable subset of the universe <clears throat> that we are on, right? Yeah. But that presupposes that the only kind of travel that's possible is on that light cone. Which, yeah, if that's true, I agree with you. It's very likely there's no life in the observable universe at any point in time. And we, the, whatever has happened on Earth is a hoax or, or you know. Hoax. Whatever, uh, we have, uh, you know, whatever aliens we've seen okay. are not. Yeah, aliens. it's government misinformation as an excuse right. for military buildup. But, like, I, I think there's sort of, it's a circular argument. Like, you know, we, we always come back around to like, well, why don't we see them in the sky? Like they must not be like, there must not be aliens because we don't see them in the sky. And at the same time, we're saying, well, the things we see in the sky aren't aliens because there aren't aliens. Right. So like, which is it? Are there, are there aliens and we don't see them in the sky or are there not alien? Like I just, it just unravels a little bit like this kind of logic. Like the truth is we have no fucking clue. Right, we have no way of knowing because we have no way of knowing what it would look like. We have no way of knowing how they travel, what their civilization looks like. What should we be looking for in the sky? I think that's epistemo I think that's epistemologically problematic, at the very least. Okay, because we have we have no way. You say we have no way of knowing. I mean, like, okay, so we can imagine the existence of something. Um, no, I'm saying we can rule out stars like ours. That's all we can rule out. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I do so where believe does that, leave, that, where does that leave us societies that aren't like ours, like in for any instance, recognizable form whatsoever, like like a, a god, angel. Like, no, like for instance, I would not be surprised to find out that in you know uh, two miles down under the surface of Jupiter, there are like squids that have yeah. intelligence comparable to ours. Yeah. Right, like sure. that wouldn't surprise me at all, and we would never see any evidence of them. Like, there's all kinds of I species on Earth. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised by it that. It would surprise me a lot, actually, to be <laughs> fair. But yeah. it's it's something. It's you are able to posit it. That's fine. Just because like, you're able I, to posit it doesn't register. I would even say I would be surprised to find that there is not life on Jupiter or on one of its moons, because there's all kinds of you know. Uh, the right kind of chemicals exist. There's high pressures, there's energy, there's water, all the things that we classically consider necessary for life exists elsewhere in our solar system. The, the, I think it's a separate question. Like what are, do I believe that there are intelligent species which are capable of and have reached earth? Like that's a very different question than is there intelligent life in the universe? You know, it's an interesting right. thought experiment. What if we did discover microscopic life, outside of earth that was not related to ours just microscopic life like a very very basic uh living organisms i don't know maybe not even like cellular i don't i don't even i don't know anything about biology what do you think that people's reaction to that would be 
I don't think anyone would care. You don't think anybody would care? I think people would care a lot. I think people would care a lot at the beginning, and then I think it would get old very fast. But I do think that there would be some people like Dawkins who would be like, ha-ha, I told you, this means there is no God. And then there would be people who are like, Jesus put those there to test. I mean, didn't the federal government this year acknowledge that there are aliens that have flown on Earth airspace? Like, didn't we have public confirmation of that? When did that happen? Uh, the videos that we videos. were talking about they last time. They never said time. aliens. Okay. Non-human. <laughs> like, non-human tech human. in the skies. What? I didn't say tech. Okay, wait. We need to... No. I don't think that that was part of the official release was that this is non-human. Okay. They, 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 okay. they said they have no explanation. Right? So, yeah, it could be Russians with a technology that's so far beyond anything we've even imagined. That Yeah, okay, it could be that. And I think this was something that Alan wanted to talk about before. It was basically like a physics breakdown of why those videos are bananas. Like what it is about those two videos that make them physically impossible when you think about them in the context of whatever technology we currently have. And not just the videos. I mean, we could probably talk about people's, you know, recounts of the events and stuff. I don't know, it just seemed like we looked into this a lot, Sam. That's why I It seemed like what? It. it just seemed like you had looked a lot looked into this a lot. That's why I I mean uh, not you know, I spent an afternoon going down a Google hole. That's all. Okay. But I mean the, like honestly the government's decades long denial of all this stuff and then finally saying that these videos, yeah, in fact are real. And yeah, in fact, have no explanation that we know of. Uh, like to me, that's kind of case closed. Like the U S government doesn't know what they are. Either there's somebody on earth who's in the dark, who's doing something under, under wraps that is like extremely advanced. Uh, and I'm not sure why you would keep technology that advanced. Like you could make so much fucking money with that kind of tech. If you had a patent on it, why would you keep it secret? It doesn't really make sense. Um, so on the other I, hand, it's just, it's some grainy video. So you don't want to read too much into it. There's also, no, no, it's not the video. It's the accounts around the video. Like if it was just a video leak, I would be like, whatever that could easily be faked. But the fact that there are living pilots that were, that are on the tape and that the government itself acknowledge that those videos are real and that they have no explanation i mean i guess it could be a cover-up of some tech but i don't know man there's like some videos of bigfoot's big hairy schlong <laughs> i'm not really okay yeah, here's, here's, my question, yeah, right. here's, you, here's my question like and maybe i'm being an idiot but like people look at these videos and they say like there's no explanation like nothing that we know of can, can move like this mm-hmm couldn't you, I don't know, put something just inside like a weird shape that's very lightweight? Like it's just a rocket. It's not manned, right? And, I mean, and, throw, and then it's a drone and then just have it go at weird speeds. I mean. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess you could. What I have read leads me to believe that even a hoax like that would not be possible to perpetrate. Like the just the energy you would need. Like we don't have batteries that are powerful enough to sustain flight for that long and have that kind of acceleration. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's just like superconducting batteries and a quadcopter. 
I guess that's possible, you know. Yeah, I mean, when people, at like Mach four, maybe you could do that. What I think my issue with this is that when people say, "Oh, this is you know, no technology that we know of on Earth can do this," I think most of the people who say that aren't very creative, and I think most of the people who read that also don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you could you could build a lot of things that could do weird things. That maybe nobody builds because they're not really useful for anything. I mean, right? Like, I mean, they can't hold people in them. I don't think we're capable, Alan, of accelerating a, an object that is in flight at like whatever it is, fifty, a hundred g's, that would be necessary to change its trajectory that fast. I don't think we do have that technology. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe if you had, I mean, maybe with a, you know, a. 50 jet engines strapped to like a balloon, but you would see heat. Like it's an infrared camera. You're looking at things just sitting there, right? There is no jet plume. There is right. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a, a well, that's what I, yeah. I mean, that's more of the conversation I wanted to have. It's like, yeah. Is there some kind of, I don't know. Like, why do we think that this really couldn't be, you know, made by, technology that we know of. I mean, I, as I said the last time we were talking about this, like the thing that's most compelling to me is that the pilots were just had no idea what the hell they were looking at. But right? pilots are pilots. Like they know about planes. They're not like mechanical right. or but, electrical engineers. But what what vehicles do we have that don't operate under Bernoulli's principle? Like a well, pilot understands how lift works. But right? not a vehicle. For one thing, it's not necessarily a vehicle at all. Okay. Like, like you're saying, it could be a vehicle. Yeah. It could be some kind of drone. Yeah, I mean, I guess a drone certainly would take the whole question of like, how would a human survive those kinds of maneuvers out of the equation? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, not a bad point. I'm hoping for more argument about this. I just like, guys. These, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm I'm just a, a rube on this, but like the number of things I've read, like these stories go back to a, a a date, right? This isn't like a thing that we invented because of some comic book that came out. There was like a, an actual sighting in 1947, and like documented sightings since then. Things have been on tape. Things have been on record. There was a whole thing in Nova Scotia, like. These things are pretty well documented, actually, if you look into it. And, like, I don't know. I don't Wait, want to what? sound like a tinfoil hat. You're not a tinfoil hat. hat. No, we want to hear. Sam, this is the whole idea. And the thing is, I don't, I don't know the details well enough to actually, you know, run down. But, like... There's not one scintilla of actual physical, physical evidence. evidence. No. But, like, for instance, there was a craft that went down in Nova Scotia and you know, there were months of government, like there's a government installation there now. I'm going to get the details of this wrong. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but like, yes, there is no physical evidence that we can see, but there is definitely recorded evidence of what you would expect to see if governments were trying to hide physical evidence. Right. Wait, hold on. So, <laughs> You have, ev you have evidence of 
what you would infer to be someone's actions if they were had a specific motive that you're inferring to them. Yeah, you have saying, evidence to cover up, not of the crime. Right. So they're act, they're acting. Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. So they're 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 acting conspiratorial. They're acting kind of little 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 sneaky, under underhanded. So that's it. so from that you infer the existence of something. I, I don't think you quite get there. To that's not logic that I can accept. No, I'm saying. It's Occam's razor. Like the simple explanation is, yeah, there are these things and they do come. And the evidence we see of a cover-up is a cover-up, not, not a cover-up, right? Like not a cover-up of something else that like, because these stories have been going on for decades since, since the fucking forties. I reject wholeheartedly the idea that the simplest explanation is that there's aliens visiting earth. (laughs) I think that, on every conceivable uh, pillar on which that phrase by you might be supported is not the most simplest explanation. Okay. I, I cannot disagree in stronger terms. Okay. Well, I don't know of any technology that explains the stuff that people have observed, including the videos we're talking about. So if you have a better explanation, then... It doesn't have to be technology. People are unreliable observers. I don't think eyewitness accounts are particularly valuable in general. Well, I mean, we were just, just talking videos we about saw. gun cam videos. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, actually, I'll look at those again. I mean, I saw them a little bit, but I mean, it's yeah, but it's again, it's like not really the videos; it's the accounts of the videos. If there was like an X-wing fighter or something like that, like a actual saucer, I would be like, "Holy shit!" I don't know what I was looking at. Smoke weed with me. I mean, there was like a six-month period where pilots on the West Coast were tracking these things, moving in fleets up and down the coast, you know, like jumping on and off radar. Like, and this stuff is all on the record. It's like public domain. You can go and see these the reports of these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, like, I'm not a UFO expert, but, like... Ufologist. You're not. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um but uh, my just general feeling is a lot of the, in a lot of cases they are seeing something. I just think maybe a government program or, or a private company. I, I reject the idea that if someone had the technology, then it would be released. They might still be, you know, experimenting with it since right? the '40s. Well, there's also a th- well, I also reject that. I mean, what what are we talking about since the '40s? Like, are we talking about just eyewitness accounts since the '40s? Well. Uh, in, my, in my brief research for this episode, um, I discovered that the like generally the first accepted 1947 there was a flying saucer wave, so there was like a whole bunch of people who sighted these things in June June 24th, and then for like a few weeks, and there yeah. was a, a Navy pilot who you know reported this stuff. This was the beginning of. Uh, as far as I can tell, the beginning of what we consider like the modern UFO sighting thing, right? Yeah. Like obviously there were stories about them, you know, going back at least to H.G. Wells, if not like antiquity, right? But because ancient aliens, but uh, but yeah, like, that in, was notable. Like yeah, that, just. Basically, a lot of people said that it was post-hydrogen bomb explosion, right? Or was it... Right. Which makes sense. Like, if you believe that these are extraterrestrial beings, like, yeah, that would be the time they'd show up. 
I mean, there's also this sort of Jacques Vallée theory, which I haven't done a ton of research in, but he was a, he's like a legitimate scientist who's added some credence to similar to what you were saying, Sam, about the idea of aliens operating on a dimensionality that is outside of our three spatial dimensions. Um, but basically like aliens as an extra dimensional phenomenon or uh, as a psychic phenomenon. Yeah. Which I mean, I think that's plausible too, that it's like a, a collective, you know, hallucination hysteria, or hysteria. yeah, sure. Um, or something in the collective consciousness that happens for an actual reason. Like that's the only way we could theoretically communicate with something outside of our light cone or outside of our, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't want to be too like a naysayer here because I, I want to be open, but, uh, I mean, my general feeling is just like a lot of, a lot of these people are really are seeing things. I just, I just am not convinced that it's just not, you know, technology that we could build and the cases where maybe they say, Oh, but it did this crazy thing that I'm just sort of skeptical of in those cases. Like I'm just, you know, I believe a large portion of like the rest of the accounts, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I saw the thing in the sky. I can't explain. Really? Yeah, I was in Nova Scotia looking up at the stars, mother-in-law, and uh, there was a thing up there that didn't look like a helicopter, a drone, or a plane. I don't know what it was. It was moving around, all weird, making its own choices, moving yeah. really fast and then not moving. And this was when you were doing DMT, right? Uh, well, not I don't just see how those things are related. <laughs> um, so should we throw it to endorsements? Yeah. Did we solve it? Do we know if there's aliens? Yeah. Yeah, we figured it out. Definitively, there are. There's proof. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, to me, the biggest argument is like, we exist. Like, do you really think that we're the only ones? Like, how how yes. egomaniacal is that? You know? It's the anthropic principle, I mean, Sam. In in what you? Well, I don't think we're the only ones. Okay. I don't, I don't think we're the so only. I don't think it's likely the question is: Have they gotten here or not? Yeah, That's, we disagree. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I'm open. I don't know. I feel a little like excited to be learning more about this stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's completely ridiculous, and I don't want to like completely reject it out of hand. Yeah. Um. But. I'm not convinced and I don't see a lot of people that I would like when people just say there's no technology that we know of that could produce this. I don't see a lot of people whose opinion I actually trust about that. Yeah, that's fair. Of course, it's impossible to get an objective opinion. Did you watch the movie with the guy from that band? The, uh, Tom the yeah, yeah, that's the one. Did you watch that movie? No. He made, it, he made a whole movie? Yeah, there's a documentary. Many. Um, there's one that came out recently and like of course there's no way to know how much of it is on the up and up but there's like a bit where he meets with this whole um, board of like I guess Italian government people who are like talking about apparently there was a sighting and like it took down a helicopter whatever it was you know unidentified still uh, and they have physical evidence of like the rotors, which were burned in half and like the fuselage with a hole through it and all this weird stuff that no one can explain that's in scare quotes. Um, mm -hmm. of course with all this stuff, 
like you could trust or not trust the analysis. Right? I mean, that's true yeah. of anything. I mean, I don't really mean like, do I trust or not trust it? I just mean like, is it a real, is it an expert who's talking about it? Is it someone who yeah, but, has an education in that and but, but one of the things that they're talking about? Yeah, but this is a thing nobody knows about. Like, who yeah, has yeah. an educational background that could like verify a UFO? I think you could have a group of people <laughs> that could make, I think you could have a group of people and then I could, if they, if they told me there's no technology on earth that could that could do this. I would I would trust their opinion. You know, the person, person I trust I in this is like I didn't understand what either. I said if, if they were if they were experts in like mechanical engineering, <clears throat> electrical engineering, physicists, like they were, you know, yeah, if there were a group of them and they made that argument, like I'm not saying that I would necessarily just be like, okay, aliens exist, but at least that would be a opinion where I would I would really think twice. Like I think most time people are saying this. I don't think that they have any any credence for like yeah. making, any reason to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of problematic because if anybody really wants to have a a reasoned debate, an analytical investigation of the evidence, then immediately they're they're written off as crazy, right? So you can't like actually. The, the reality is that there aren't any groups of respectable scientists who are willing to do that kind of analysis because then they wouldn't be respectable scientists anymore. So how, you know, I think it's sort of a catch 22. That's not true. I mean, why, why haven't there been like, I'm, I'm also interested to see like a debunking of this stuff. You know, I'm not an expert. I, I'm just using my own analysis. The mechanics did that for 9-11, right? They did that. Whole right. Exactly. Which that made me think twice about that crazy film loose change you know and i'm i'm grateful for that kind of analysis so where is that analysis on aliens i haven't i haven't really seen it you know? i don't know where it is uh, most yeah. of the analysis i've seen is like though the odds against this are astronomical and like why would the government cover something up like that like no that's not a scientific analysis that's useless to me essentially I don't know why no one's doing that. I mean, at least you'd expect people to do it at least for fun. Like, well, no, I think the reason they don't is because then they'd be painted as kooks, right? Not if they're debunking. I don't but think maybe they can't debunk it, right? That's that's Sam's Sam's argument. Yes, exactly. Is that oh, they so can't the debunk it? That, okay. No, so I'm like, saying like if, if somebody went to try, yeah, and then couldn't find a way to debunk it, nobody's going to publish that. Right? right. Nobody's going to publish like, look, I proved that. And, and in fact, there are people who have published things like that and they're written off now as kooks. So <laughs> well, I think that what, what gets lost sight of is that there's nothing to debunk is that this is just like, these are just mysteries, you know? So like, what are you going to, I mean, they're mysteries to which we've ascribed this idea of there being aliens essentially, because aliens are, uh, you know, kind of like a shibboleth. They're like a ghost. Awesome. They rule. Yeah, aliens are totally fucking cool with you. I, I'd, I'd have sex with an alien. I'd smoke weed with a gray. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, they got that shit. you know, they got that big shit. Yo, E.T. smoke bone. Yeah, they got that sticky icky. All right. Well, I'll promise you guys this. If I ever am in a position to uh, look at the archives, I'll tell you guys what I find. If you, you ever locate the Akashic I'll, records of the Cabal. I'll say yeah. this. There's another great film from 1997 that has a line that I'm going to adapt for these purposes. Sam, 
Show me the alien. <laughs> Show All me right, the we're alien. Call, we're calling it there. This episode is done. That's a good episode, man. Uh, do you guys want to throw it to endorsements, or are we just piecing this motherfucker out? I have an endorsement. All right, Sam, hit it. Should you wound yourself in this time of avoiding hospitals, onion skin works really well for knitting flesh. Jesus Christ. Ew. It's very effective. I'm sorry. That's horrifying. Why are you sorry? That? It worked. Oh. Awesome. Raph, what do you got? Uh, uh, the 1971 Louis Ball movie, Murmur of the Heart. It's a good movie. Rock on. Yeah, I liked it. Alan. Not as not as antibacterial as. Oh, well. and Westworld season three. That's it's good so far. Back on it. I like that show. Alan, what do you got? Um. So last week, I think I endorsed Rosalia. Um, yeah. Whose album I really like. And then when I was looking more into it, I realized it was produced by this guy. I think it's pronounced El Guincho. Oh um, yeah. Yeah who made a couple of albums like 10 years ago that I really liked. El Guincho? Uh, with the Guincho. Uh, no, no T. G-U-I-N-C-H-O. El Guincho. Uh, yeah, he was great. I remember him. Yeah. And he made these awesome dance albums. Uh, it's kind of dancey. And he has an album called Pulp Negro, which is really good. Nice. So I, I, would, I would suggest people check that out. It's a great summer album. Great summer album for staying indoors and sheltering in place. Mm-hmm. Still need to get up and, and dance sometimes, you know. Just dance like no one's watching. Carolyn and I went for, went for a walk today, and there was just like, I don't know if this is like this in you guys' neighborhoods, but it's just like an ocean of people very wasted. I felt like I was at South by Southwest. They were just like. All the restaurants up here are serving margaritas now. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, out on the street. On the street now. Yeah. Yeah. He's walking around drinking on the street. Through the mask. Like very depressed. Um, I actually do have a an actual endorsement, which is uh, our friend Kate Reader uh, made masks, and they are really nice. And oh, cool! Awesome. If you know her, which I think probably a fair number of our listeners do. Ah. Uh, hit her up because she a listener. I'm probably. If so, thanks, Kate. Yeah. Um, I wanted to endorse this week a band called Ducks Unlimited. Have you guys heard of this band? Uh, And their debut EP called Get Bleak. I think it's an indie release. Like, I think they self-released this, but I think it's going to be picked up by one of those, like, uh, Jag Jaguar, Secretly Canadian. I feel like they're in that zone. Um, But it's, like, it's really cool. It's jangly. It's poppy. It reminds me a little bit of, like, the Pains of Being Pure at Heart vibe. I I dig it. I'm I'm feeling it. Uh, Yeah, Get Bleak by Ducks Unlimited. Um, and that'll and that'll do it guys thanks so much for tuning in you can follow us on social media i'm at asher lack at high origin at case of piles at underscore perkwinos and you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at robot house pod spelled h-a-u-s until next time guys thanks so much for tuning in bye bye